guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Sexy Scary Book Club. We're on episode 10. Whoop, whoop. We're talking about high voltage. Yeah, we are. <laughs> I can't believe we only have one book left after this. Right? I know, which I totally jumped ahead and have already almost finished. But. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm a little ways through it myself. Yeah. Um so you know, we're in brand new territory, though, because it's like a book we've never read. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. But, you know, <laughs> not to get ahead of ourselves. Right. We've already jumped into um, the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> and how could yeah. I do that? Because this is Ryadin Day. <laughs> yeah. I know. This is the day that you've been waiting it for. Is. I mean, I have to say, like, right off the bat, um, I remembered very little to nothing about this book. Um, when I started reading it, um, which is strange because it's the first book or the the most recent book that I've read. Yeah, I think it's just because the other ones I've I've reread a few times, and and this one I I had only read one other time when it first came out. Um, but it's like what a sweet little book it really was. Just it was, like yeah. I I I very much enjoyed it um, more so than I remember enjoying it the first time around. Yeah. For whatever reason. And I think like while I was reading it, I texted you. I was like, I don't remember any of this. Like, how do I yeah. not remember I this? I remembered like a couple, I remembered a couple of key points mm-hmm. um, to it. But while reading it, I was like, I don't remember. Like the gods, the gods. coming. I, yeah. I don't remember anything about <laughs> it at all. I know. I'm like, we have an entirely new nemesis that like I completely just blanked out on. I forgot yeah. that that happened. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that was interesting. Uh, for sure. But um, yeah, so I mean, let's get into it. So this book, it's all about Danny and Ryden. um, Kind of like Iced. We don't really have any Mac and Barons, although also like Iced Barons makes a a brief appearance um, in the book. But but for the most part, we're just following Danny around. Who's who is Danny? Very much Danny. Yeah, there's no mention of Jada anymore. Yeah, fully transitioned over to Danny again so yeah but we start out with with Ryadin and it's it doesn't say but it's clear that we're sometime in in the past um and he's you know walking on the beach he's just gotten laid and he's (laughs) you know enjoying a a moonlit stroll on the beach complaining about how women can't do it for him (laughs) right and then all of a sudden this like he sees a comet or something yeah. and this like piece of star falls from the sky and he is just going to ignore it. But then he's like, Hmm, smells like a woman. <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> really weird. Oh, there's like a meteor coming towards me. I'll just ignore it. Oh, wait a minute. It's kind of turning me on. I'll check it out. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> yeah. And then he picks it up and there's a, a message on it, but it's like broken off so he can only read that it says i'm okay i'm fill in the blank like what the fuck does that mean (gasps) filing that away in my riot and brain to think about later um and yeah and so then we're like back into the present day and we're with danny uh and shazam and they are at the cemetery and they're visiting dancer's grave because as we remember dancer passed away in the last book um, so I think this is like a few months after we ended the story in Fever Song. 
which absolutely felt like a conclusion to the series like we yeah, talked about last episode. Um, but this is like, this kind of goes more into what I was talking about in the last book about the like order of the books got messed up along the way because yeah. like, this really felt like it should have been the first Danny spinoff book. Right. You know, we like tied up most of the loose, loose ends of the series in the last book and now it's like a fresh beginning and it it felt like that it felt like kind of the it, first book in it a felt series. like the beginning of max story but with like yeah. a different character so yeah it did it had this like fresh beginning kind of feeling to it and i don't know why we had to deal with all that other stuff i think that yeah this could easily have been like a standalone one and done honestly danny book but who yeah, knows i agree yeah um, but anyway, so she's at the cemetery and, you know, Shazam is um, kind of not really in this book as much as you might have thought that he would be. You know, like they rescue him and we get that whole thing in the last book. And then in this book, he's like, he, well, he like is lonely and yeah. he takes <laughs> these weird, like, what were those I can't cats remember. called? He takes these, like, wild, feral cats and tries to make them, like, his mates because he wants um, a soulmate. He wants someone to spend the rest of his life with because Danny's going to leave him because Danny has so much going on. Yeah. But, and then he sort of disappears after that for a while and we don't really see him again until later in the book. Uh, He comes back and we'll talk about, (laughs) we'll talk about how that works um, as we get further into the story. Uh, but for now, you know, they're in the cemetery and then um, Ryadin shows up and he tells Danny that that he's leaving. Like he and the nine are going to, they're leaving. They've got something to do. He's really vague about it. He does, isn't saying how long he's going to be gone for. But she can't you know, come. Yeah, she can't come. Um, and so, you know, she's pissed about that, obviously, because she's like, you know, we finally defeated the Shisadu and everything's good. And, you know, like I'm, I'm getting I, my mourning period is coming to an end. And, um, you know, she she doesn't understand why now he's he's leaving and why she can't come with him so that she can help. You know, I think she assumes there's some big bad that he's got to go deal with. Yeah. Uh, which I guess there is in a sense. Um but yeah, and so we find out that like he's very evasive about how long he's going to be gone for, like days, months, years. And then he just kind of leaves and then we get like he's muttering, he mutters under his breath and Danny hears this although doesn't really uh respond to it or even address it within herself. But when he's walking away, he says, until you're willing to stay. Yeah. He also Um, does, like, leave her with some solid life advice about sleeping around. (laughs) Yes. You remember that? I have that quote. Um, He says, you don't grieve love. You celebrate that you had it. Choose the men you take to your bed by these criteria. They see the finest in you. Enhance and defend it. When you fuck a man, you are giving him a motherfucking gift. Be certain he deserves it. And bloody hell, don't have one night stands. Commit to the action. Make it matter. Feel it and write it all the way through. Which at first I was like, oh, that's that's nice. And then I was like, fuck you, right? And she can have one night stands if she wants to. It doesn't always have to matter. Freaking men telling us <laughs> how to govern our bodies. Uh, yeah. yeah. So like I went, I, I flipped on that one a little bit. I feel like back in the day I was like gushing on that. And now I'm like, no, no. 
Yeah. Let Danny let do her, what she wants. Let her experience some strange. Yeah. Like I don't, that's what your early twenties are exactly. for. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I just, I hate that. I think that this idea that your virginity or whatever is a gift ties into purity culture. And I just don't, not my thing. Yeah. I mean, I will say like, I've got no problem with, with casual sex. However, like I do think for a lot of women, um, they they want to participate in casual sex for the wrong reasons and therefore oh, yeah. like it's not healthy for them to participate in that but not for i the am that person that and, i'm terrible yeah. at it so that's why i think it, like, at some level it speaks to me i'm like oh yeah but then also i'm like wait no no i can be different <laughs> i always remember like back in the day like my friend's like girl you just can't do one night stands like it's not how you're wired i'm like okay fine you're right whatever i still tried but nope <laughs> wasn't my thing <laughs> For sure. And it's not, and you know, that's okay too. Right. Oh, and I love that Danny's comeback to that though is, says the king of the infamous nod in one night stands. I'm like, that's right, girl. (laughs) Yeah. Call him on that. Well, I think, you know, that could be construed as solid advice. Sort of. Sort of. But it's also kind of coming from a selfish place because we already know from the last book that because of uh, the tattoo and their connection to one another that every time Danny kind of has a, well, she, a he moment. experiences what she experiences, yeah. it, whatever that might mean. So when it's sex, he's kind of experiencing those emotions through her. Yep. And, you know, we already know how Ryan feels about Danny. So obviously that's not fun to right. go through. Right. Especially so. if she's like hooking up with someone and then she's just like, well, that wasn't worth it. Like he feels all that too. So he's probably getting pissed off. He's like, come on, Danny. Well, yeah, and, like, what do we know is, like, the last straw is that right before this this scene in the cemetery, the night before, she had, I don't even think she ended up having the one-night stand, but she, she took somebody didn't. home or went home with somebody that kind of physically resembled Ryan. Yeah, which and, pissed him off. Yeah, and then he was a, a dickhead and, you know, kind of tried to sexually assault her, it sounds like, so she fucked off on out of there. Um, so, yeah, so I think that's... That was really offensive to him, yeah. although we don't know that at this point no, in the story. But um, yeah, so yeah, so then you know, bada bing, bada boom, like that boom. scene's over, and then all of a sudden we're like two years in the future. We're like two years in the future, right? So why couldn't we have done this all along? Like, why did we have to do the whole Danny's going to get lost and fairy, and then she's going to be five years older, like? Why did all that have to happen when Karen Marie Moaning has shown that she can just skip some time? <laughs> yeah. It's so yep. stupid. It, it really made me angry. <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't say well, it's stupid. Why, it's not stupid. It's creative like, license. I guess so. But I mean, you know, it's it's easy to say that now. Obviously, like she had one idea when she wrote Iced and then she had another idea after how that book turned out. So it's yep. like hindsight is 2020 or whatever. Yeah. Um, that's why this should have been the first book. Like we already know exactly that, like, that Mac has these queen, like the first true magic now. And so she's like, we learned that in this book that she's kind of had to like go away to figure out how to use that power. So great. Like time can pass. Like she could have gone off to do that at the end of the last book. Yeah. And now we're like, however many years in the future it would have taken for Danny to age that much, like five or six years. Right. In the future. We could have just skipped ahead. Yeah. could. It was fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah. And I mean, there was still some parts of iced that I think were 
important to the overall story but like we could have dropped some of that stuff in along the way in, in the other books yeah I don't know whatever but we are not the author is. so I will yeah. respect and, yeah, and like I said hindsight <laughs> <laughs> oh boy I'll shut up now <laughs> You're drunk. Go I home. am drunk. It's actually early for us. This is early, Jessica. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Still an coffee high. coffee time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So, you know, now we're two years in the future. Uh, we just get a little thing about, you know, Danny's just been kind of going through her life. We get little snapshots of what that life looks like for her. She's, you know, helping out at the Abbey and she's you know, rescuing or helping get uh, children placed in homes with other people. And she's doing that with Max's mom. Like Max's mom has kind of spearheaded that, I guess, adoption agency type vibe where she's kind of trying to find places to put the kids. She's got a lot going on in Dublin over the last couple of years. Yeah. And um, she's taking care of her community like she always does. You know, Danny loves her Dublinites, so... <laughs> yeah, and and they all know her. I mean, it, it makes kind of a point of saying that, that she's like, you know, become a savior of, of Dublin and everybody knows her as like the lady with the sword and she's there yeah, to help. And, she is like this and, character of like Dublin, like the lady with the sword, like you said. Yeah, and she loves it. Mm -hmm. She's of like, she yes, <laughs> I'm the heroine. I'm mega. Like, everybody's going to know my name. I'm like Batman. I'm going down in the history books. Um, <laughs> so she's super into that, although she's also very lonely, and she misses she misses her family, kind of like Riordan. Like, a big thing with Riordan is the Nine is his family, and he wants to keep people close, um, and that's important to him. And so I think there's, you know, there's a big part of Danny that, that feels betrayed by him. Mm -hmm. um because he's just left and she's not heard anything from yeah. him at all over the last two years she's got the phone she knows she can use that if she's in trouble i think he made a point of telling her that um before he left that she was still going to be protected yeah um but you know she hasn't reached out to him he hasn't reached out to her they're playing that they're like, like stubborn. in standoff yeah yeah and then she's also yeah. sad because like Mac and Barons are nowhere as either. So it's like she's like the superhero all by herself. She doesn't have her like other superhero friends. <laughs> yeah, she's got Shazam. She does, but, but even Shazam's Shazam, going through some stuff. Yeah, and we talked about that. Yeah. So so yeah. So she's she's walking down the street and she's thinking all these thoughts and she's you know wishing people were back <laughs> and she's wishing Diet Riordan was back and all of a sudden she sees this floaty shiny thing falling down from the sky and before she can even kind of try to rationalize or use any judgment about that her instinct is to just jump up and grab it um see what it is so she does that and it cuts her hand and she realizes or she sees that it's this card like a calling card with like a knife edge that's cut her and she it drew blood it's a spell yeah, and it says your wish is granted. And immediately she drops it and she's like, oh, fuck this. Fuck what? this. <laughs> I didn't make my um, wish. Back up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't mean to make a wish. I didn't agree to this. And also, like, what wish? Because I was thinking 95 different things. So I don't know what, you know, what even happened. Um, but yeah, so now we meet a new character. And this character is, his name is Oz. Oz, that's right. I'm like, what yeah. was his name? 
Yeah. And I guess, like, you know, he's really kind of a stock character. He's like a Loki. He did. <laughs> he totally tr- reminded trickster. me of Loki. And I don't know if it's just because I've been watching that show. But yeah, I immediately was like, ooh, Loki. This is Loki. Yeah. But I mean, you know, that's a pretty stock character to the have. The trickster. Uh, yeah, the trickster. The um, Yeah. So, you know, kind of a, a new addition. So now all of a sudden I'm like, okay, he's a god. Like, he's an old god. Yep. We have gods now? We sure do. That's new. (laughs) And I remembered nothing about that at all. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so he's a god and he's here and he's granted her wish. But she said, I didn't fucking agree to make a wish. Like, you didn't ask me. I didn't agree to this. Um, But either way, whatever, he's granted it. And now he wants a favor in return. um, And he wants her sword. Yeah. She's like, hell no. That's my sword. The sword's not going anywhere. Yeah, and so now we get this um, standoff uh, between Oz and Danny um, at Danny's apartment. And all of a sudden, in comes <laughs> Jane. Inspector Jane shows up. Who's now um, silly. Yeah, we talked about that in the last episode. So Jane has turned into one of the Seely princes. Um, so, you know, he sifts in to Danny's apartment and she's like, fuck. Like, how'd you get in here? Like, how are all these people just coming in my apartment? I thought, like, I had warded my place and it was safe. So clearly I have to work on my ward strengths. Um, But they both want the sword. So, you know, they're kind of in this standoff. And, you know, Jane's trying to kind of petition Danny that, like, they need it because the gods are coming back and she doesn't want to mess with them. Like, they're, she thinks the Seelie are bad, but the gods are worse. And, right. And then the know, gods have it out for the Seelie because the Seelie are the ones that, like, put the gods into the ground and kind of, like, cast them out. And so they're like, oh, fuck them. We're coming back now. We're taking the Seelie yeah. out. This is, like, our territory. And we kind of learn in this book that this is all happening because Max sang the song. Yeah. So when she sang the song, she killed all the unseely or, you know, so, so Which they I think. have a question about. Yeah. Well, we can keep oh. going. I'll just remember. Okay. So, you know, she, all the unseely die or so they think, because we know Cruz is busily recreating them. And we got that at the end of the last book. Um right. But nobody knows that through throughout this book. That's not mentioned. Um, and everybody else kind of got made, I don't want to say stronger. I mean, obviously the gods got made stronger because yeah. they were able to kind of break out of their Well, it's like she like ignited the true magic that was in the Earth's core again. So everything is kind of changing and also like evolving. Like it's being remade kind of, I think is what's happening. So things that were like, you know, in one type of form or stasis are now changing into something else. Cause that's always the thing with the Fae, like stasis. And what's the other thing? <laughs> Change. Yeah. <laughs> so I think yeah. like the gods, yeah, they're kind of being like, they're getting more strength again. But so are the Seelie. The Seelie are changing as well. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. But um, that, before I forget. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking about this. The she-seers were made by the Unseelie Kings. So how come they didn't die? Yeah, that's a great question. Right? They should be dead. But I mean, that's a... Yes, but I think maybe because they were human initially that were like 
turned. Were they human though? I thought that like he just some... created them like well, centuries and centuries work, and centuries though, ago. Because yeah, but like Mac was still born. And yeah, I don't know because like apparently they can breed. I yeah, I think that maybe if they're like the original she seers were still around. Obviously, they still have a human lifespan because they grow up, they age, they die. Right. So there's something about them that is still human. So I think they just fell into the same category as like Sean and Christian and Jane. Or no, Jane was Seely. Um, but, you know, they have like unseely parts of them, but at their core, they're still human. So I don't know. <laughs> that's my best guess. <laughs> To make sense of that. All right. I'll accept it. We can't really go killing off all our main characters, so. Yeah. And I mean, you know, we get we get some, um, well, we get Christian. So, you know, I think in the last book, I was like, I don't even think Christian's in this book. He absolutely is oh, in yeah, this book he in is. A, like a pretty important way. Um, but we get a lot of, much like we used to get these knowledge drops from Cruz or um, Blaine about the Unseely. The Christian has kind of taken over that role in this book. So he's he's the one that's saying that, oh, yes, he's been combing the library and learning all about the history of the Fae. Um, and he's found that confirmation that the Unseely king is the one who created the She-Seers. Yeah. And also he's the one that uh, originally had interned the she under the Abbey along with the gods. The gods, yeah. Um, we learned that, that the... The Abbey has been on top of all of these like buried gods for centuries and centuries and centuries. Yeah. Um, and also uh Papa Roach, who we learn his name is like it's not Papa Gustane. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> we can stop talking about Papa Roach then. <laughs> yeah, a, but like, we why? learn that he is actually one of the old gods. Yeah. Somehow he escaped the internment, though. I guess because because he's he's little roaches. Yeah, yeah just well, and we learn later. Out. We learn later that like every roach in the whole world is proper. Is Gustav <laughs> is proper roach? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I was like, wow, that's that's something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I get ahead of myself. But yeah, so there's a lot going on, right? Between the otherworldly creatures of this world, um, and. Right now, they want the sword. And so we, we, we've we got this standoff. And Danny's like, the fuck you are taking my sword? Like, my no sword. fucking way. Like, I will defend that to my death. Um, and then we come back to her weird black hand. So we've kind of, they've touched on this. And I don't know how much we've talked about it in prior episodes. I think we mentioned um, it, like, for one second. Like, oh, yeah, her hand's turning black because she yeah, stabbed a so hunter. Yeah, so when back when she was still wee Danny, wee fourteen year old Danny, um, I think it was like maybe in Iced. I think she mentions it at the beginning of Iced. Yeah, so some, she does like sometime in that period of time. She killed. She thinks killed a hunter. She stabbed it with her sword, and ever since then, she's had this weird thing about her hand where. It turned black right afterwards for like a couple of weeks. And ever since then, like sometimes it'll turn black or feel numb or weird. Yeah. Um, and she's not really sure what's going on with that. But and even Shazam says likes it when she pets him 
with her her left hand because it feels different. Yeah. So there's something that happened to Danny's anatomy when she stabbed the hunter. Um, and in this book, her black hand has come back uh, for the first time in a while, and, and she's not sure why. Um, so she's got, you know, she's got that black hand, and she's in the standoff with the two, um, with Oz and Jane, and she has to protect her sword, and all of a sudden, she starts shooting out these kind of, like, blue <laughs> lightning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> blue lightning starts coming out of her, her hand. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it can hurt them. And so I think they both kind of get hit by it or just freaked out by it. Yeah, they're like, I'm out. I don't know about this yeah. blue lightning stuff. Yeah, they both sift out. And and after this happens, the like blackness of her hand her, has spread. And now it's kind of starting to go up her arm. It's getting getting bigger. Yeah. Um. So, you know, what's going on with that? We don't know. Weirds are out. <laughs> um. And then after that, we're we're back at the Abbey with Kat. Yeah, Kat and her and, baby. Yeah, so it's two years later. So now she's she's had her baby. We knew she was pregnant in the last book, um, and now she's got a little girl named Ray. And uh, you know we don't know who the pop is because it could be Cruz, it could be Sean. Nobody knows. And she kind of that's you know sitting heavy with her. She doesn't know that she wants to know. Right. <laughs> But she's freaked out about it because if it is Cruz, you know, what does that mean for what her daughter is, is going to become? We don't know. Um, I mean, it's not but, like it'd be much different if it was Sean because Sean's also now. like That's true, but I think prince. when she would have been conceived, I don't think that transition had started to happen yet. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a good point, though. Um, you never know what was like brewing inside. Um, yeah, so she, we, she hasn't seen Sean in a while, like since Ray's been born, really. He knew she was pregnant and he had asked about a paternity test, like he had wanted a paternity test and she, you know, said that she could do that, but was like, you know, does it really matter? But she'd never told him about Cruz. So she was kind of like not really clear on why he would have wanted that um which i thought was interesting because then we learn later that it was actually cassio yeah because she was, was locked in the ground with cassio for who knows how long and then which you know valid concern came back with a um, baby yeah <laughs> yeah like that's you know i would kind of think that too um but it's funny that that just never even crossed cat's mind um yeah with cat who's like empathetic and super intelligent Never thought of that. Never thought that Sean would kind of wonder what she was doing in a basement with Cassio for months and months. Like, I don't buy it. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I want to learn more about Cassio. Yeah, you don't get that. I know. I mean, they, they had that whole thing where he was training her. It just seemed. Yeah, I, I, in my mind, they were just doing like a constant like 80s like montage of like working out. <laughs> like, I have the tiger. <laughs> Yeah. And that was just their life for like a year. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Was, uh, yeah. Yeah. He just, he's an interesting character for like centuries. He right? hasn't spoken and. Because they killed his boo. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're not 
verbally communicating with somebody that you're trapped with and how much of that story can you really tell? Yeah. I stare at him in silence. He stares back in silence. Together, we are silent. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 Having revisited that, maybe you're right. It's, we got as much of that as we need. You know, it's interesting though that you bring that up because I did have a thought because you know how like I love Ryan or in that other series that we like, I love Lars. Like I always like the like kind of side character that you don't get as many details about. They're just kind of there hanging out. I was like, do I actually like that we're exploring Ryan or do I like it when they're like the side character that I can kind of fill in the blanks and make them whoever I want them to be? But I know that they're like in a suit and they have a lot of power and that's really all I need to know. And then I'll go ahead and fill in the rest. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's that air of mystery that makes them a little bit more yeah. enticing. Yeah. I mean, we get a very different Ryan in this book. We get a Ryan that's like very clear, like, Danny, I'm here to fuck you. That's what this is about. Like, I'm not like, it's funny because like people were so creeped out by him, like kind of hinting that he might be attracted to Danny in a certain way the past books and like this book it's like all on the table he's like hey that's why i'm here this is gonna happen you know there's something between us like me and you let's do this i liked that (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean yeah there's no mystery about it no mystery yeah there's no like will they or won't they it's like oh okay yeah this is just this is gonna happen yeah yeah (laughs) um yeah but anyways so so danny goes to the abbey um Oh, and another thing we learn is that those elemental fae that we met in the last book that I never know how to been... say Spearshishi or something. I just skip over it to be totally honest. It's like, in oh, the glossary in the beginning, but like I never read that. And even if I do read it, I don't remember it. Yeah, that's kind of how I, I feel about it. I glance over it and then I think, eh, I'm never going to remember this. I'll use my own pronunciations. Thank we'll you. Come spider she. <laughs> okay. So the spider she yeah. who have, have been cast out of uh, the Sealy court um, and we're kind of entering a plea to Mac to, to take them back. Um, Cause I guess they got cast out. I don't really, it wasn't really clear because they can procreate and the Sealy were pissed off about that. Yeah. They were a little, to. little too joyous and human like, I think. So they're like, no, no, you go, you get out of here with your like motherly instincts and all that jam. Yeah, but they're they're living at the Abbey. Yeah. So and they like Ray. Cool, she smells good to them. Yeah. Yes, and that that is concerning to Kat because Ray smells differently to them. And so she she needs more information about that. Like what's what's different? Yeah. And Ray doesn't have an answer for that. I don't know, Mom. Just smell different. Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then we get another thing about like her her back is itchy. Yeah, which like we know where, it's like where wings feathers. Would grow. Yeah, wings yeah. are gonna pop out of her. It's yeah. yeah there's but no then mystery. later, I guess she just was rolling around in some brush or something, and so Cat's like, "Okay, whew, yeah, no, don't worry." <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> wings. Come on, this is in our yeah. first rodeo. We know what's happening. Right. Um, so we learn at the Abbey about the new kind of order that's been birthed <laughs> after Rowena. Um dies and now they've got kind of a new way of doing things where cat as we know previously took over the the rowena role in the abbey so she's like the grand mistress i don't like saying it like that because it's like the ku klux klan or something (laughs) um 
but she's created is it the Sheedon? Is that how to say it? I don't it? know. I hate it, whatever it is. Sheedon, yeah. Sheedon. They... Yeah. So it's the She Seer Council, the new council. So we've got all of these um She Seers that are heading up the council and Enyo, who we who we met previously, the one that wants to fuck Christian. Um, she's part of that council, and we've got some other like new people that we haven't met before. Oh, I think is it Carolyn McKelter? Like is it it's Christian's Colleen sister? Colleen. Yeah, she's part she's, of it. She's part of it, and so is Danny. Um, and so they've been like studying all of the texts from some of Rowena's libraries that she had kept from them all of that time, um, just to kind of learn more about their history. And um, so, you know, that's part of Danny's life is is being a member of this council and kind of going to the Abbey and and studying um, these texts. And so she she goes there to do that. And um, then we kind of get an oh shit moment in the book where we realize one of the she seers who I can't even remember her name because it's like we get introduced to it's her like and then she's Sheila gone. or something I don't know <laughs> sure Sheila <laughs> I don't yeah. think that's it but <laughs> um they kind of collide accidentally when you know she's moving behind Danny's chair and Danny turns or gets up to do something and uh she makes contact with Danny's black arm and gets electrocuted she doesn't get electrocuted she gets like blown up like she she's very dead yeah yeah. Like instantly. Yeah. So like um, Danny like freaks out. She's like, I could have given Ray a hug. Like, you know, she realizes yeah. she's super dangerous now. Yeah. Can't touch her. Can't touch her with that arm. No. Or not with that arm. Can't touch that arm. Can't touch this. <laughs> oh. Anyhow, let's keep not moving. in the fun way. We need some riot in. Come on. This yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I just had to get through the important parts. Yeah, Danny's, Danny's arms black and he blows people up. <laughs> yeah, and there's gods. Yes. And Danny owes one a favor. Yeah. Or so so the god seems to think. Um so Oh, another discovery. And then we'll get to Ryden, I promise. Oh. But another, dis- <laughs> another discovery that Danny makes on her, like, traveling about Dublin is that Baron's Books and Baubles... It's gone! It's gone. <laughs> and so is the garage. Yeah. Um, and so Danny's like, what the fuck's going on with that? You know, like, are Mac and Baron's in trouble? Like... Right. Or did they they glamour it away to kind of protect it? Um she's like exploring, trying to figure out, you know, where it went, if it's glamour, if it's really still there and you just can't see it. So, you know, that's just another mystery that I wanted to to make note right. of. <laughs> and then we do she's when she's like on the foundation of where the garage used to be, she hears like a moaning animal. And it sounds much like what that sound was that Baron's son had made when he was also underneath the garage. So mm-hmm. you get a lot of foreshadowing there. It's pretty obvious that there's one of the nine down there. I didn't, I missed that. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> I was like, oh, I, yeah, obviously I, totally I made great assumptions it. about which one of the nine it was down there. Yeah, sure. Because that's all I care about in this book. Yeah. Well, yeah. So like Danny <laughs> goes true. back to her. 
Danny goes back to her house and she starts hearing this noise out of her front door and it ends up being one of the nine in their beast form. And it's like sick. It's all like emaciated. and Yeah, she doesn't know what's wrong with it. And she doesn't know who it is, which I'm like, really? Who else would it be? I don't know. She thinks it's Baron's. I mean, it could be Lore. Her and Lore have a connection. I guess. But how would he how would they know where she was? Like, obviously, well, we find out later that Lore has been following her yeah, this entire true. time. It's true. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, we're um, all, but obviously it's Ryan. Come, Come on. on. <laughs> so yeah, so she's like nursing him back to health by like feeding him pig's blood, bowls of blood, which she keeps on hand for Shazam because um, he's a hellcat. So, you know, he has a very specific diet <laughs> <laughs> that he needs to consume. Um so, and then they have this kind of weird, actually, it's quite sweet. I like that whole scene of the beast being nursed back to hell. Yeah. And then she ends up sleeping next to it on the bed. Um, but that should have been another dead giveaway. I mean, I guess, I guess she doesn't know how it works. And, and we just do because of the interaction between Mac and Baron's beast. But like the only way that the beast wouldn't, kill everything in its path is because of the mark that Ryden had put on her right kind of like protects her from that beast um so you know i think in with that logic if it had been any other member of the nine they probably would have tried to get her (laughs) i don't know eat her yeah yeah sustenance right there yeah there you go buddy exactly better than a bowl of blood wasn't it laura says like if you can't eat it or fuck it what's the point yeah yeah this one's um, not doing either of those things, so clearly yeah. it's rioting. <laughs> yeah. But then she wakes up. Oh, she, like, has this vague feeling when she's drifting off to sleep of the beasts licking her or, like, rioting, whispering into her ear or some shit. And then she wakes up and she's, and the beast is gone. And she feels really good. She, she feels the- good, but she also feels mad. Because I think at that point she, like, or has suspected that it was rioting. Yeah. And she's like, what the fuck? Like, you come for help, I help you, and then you just ditch me? You just leave in the morning, am I, and that's it? Like, am I? are you going back to being gone, and I don't know when I'm going to see you again? Like, what a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Um. So she's, like, out and about. And now I, I'm sorry, I have to deviate again before we get to a beautiful reunion, because something else kind of important happens. Danny gets kidnapped. She does? Yeah, by those two gross humans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you call them crusty guys. Yeah, those two crusty that's, guys. That's right. She thinks she's, like, tracking them. And it's got the one up on them because they've been taking humans, right? They've been kidnapping others. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it turns out they realize she's there. Yeah, and they shoot her with a poison dart. Lots of them, right? I feel like it was just one. Okay, yeah, fine. Somebody else gets one. shot with lots later, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And one thing that she does mention earlier on is that there have been people that have been disappearing. Yes. And like, you know, part of what she does is is helping people and um, kind of rescuing like the, I don't want to say ne'er-do-wells, but like the youth that has finding yeah. themselves without family friends or resources since the walls came down and, and she's kind of offering them right and well the youth has been saying like the fae are taking their parents yeah like, they're clear it's fae it's not fae. 
I mean, well, it's probably all the same, right? If you're a human. Right. Some goddamn magical Something being. that's magical and not human. That's what's taking me, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she gets, like, like, shot up, and then she goes into her mind and does, like, the meditative stuff that Mac likes to do, and then mm-hmm. suddenly she's got the high-voltage electricity. Yeah, well, she what she does is she, like, invites that she power invites into it, yeah. her. So it's like she knows that it's going to keep spreading, but she, like, invites that. There's something about it that it's alarming to her, but it's also enticing. Yeah, because she it's wants that to be power. powerful. She does. She wants to be super. Um, so she, you know, even though it can kill people and she doesn't know what it is or what's happening to her, at the same time, she, like, will use every advantage that she can. And in this case, she she invites it into herself so that she can kind of overcome the, the poison in, in her body. And it works. And she is able to move and she's not paralyzed anymore. And, you know, they're about to rape her. And then she springs up and kills the shit Sticks out them of them. out. Yeah. Um, but she finds out in the process of, you know, not being able to move. She's listening to them. And they are basically doing this to humans and then taking them to this mirror where they can transport them to um, who we learn. We don't learn his name at this point, but that's our kind of big bad for this book. It's um, we don't know what it is. We don't know if it's a fae. Well, we'll learn later that it's one of the gods. Yeah. Um, And I feel like at this point I was guessing that it was one of the gods. Yeah. Well, because even Oz, had had mentioned like oh yeah you don't want to mess with this guy. yeah you don't want his attention right um but now so she's got his attention for sure <laughs> yeah for sure um so she you know she overcomes that she kills those dudes she's she wants to try to use them to get through the mirror to figure out you know where the people are going uh, but as soon as the two dudes die the mirror or port you know portal or i guess it's a silver um becomes inactive and so you're not able to go through it so she's just like well whatever i'm gonna continue on with my day and we're gonna about do that other mega I stuff go find, i'm yeah, pissed I it go right find let's go find him <laughs> yeah and she's walking around and she's like oh riotin's definitely back like that fucker's building up chesters above ground part of chesters and he's hiring all of these people and to work all the like people that work construction that haven't had any jobs and like everyone's oh just singing Riotin's praises and she's really burned up about that because she's been the one that's been rescuing the city all this time yeah. while he's been gone. He's one upping her yet again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's just that power play between the two of yeah. them that, you know. She also realizes that um she didn't just go to sleep for like a couple hours. She's been asleep for like five days or something like that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Ryden's clearly back because Ryden spelled her ass and made her sleep for a while. Which why did he do that? I don't know. He probably wanted to take care of her. She needed some rest. She wasn't looking so great. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> he saw her hand was black. <laughs> yeah. She's like, hmm, I'm gonna sleep that off there. <laughs> I guess so. That was kind of strange. Yeah. But I don't she care. Wasn't hurt or anything. Yeah, it's Ryden's fine. back. Yeah, he's back. Yeah. And there's a there's a hot moment when the two meet because she thinks she's mad at him. But what she really realizes is, ooh, he's looking good. He's looking real good. Yeah. <laughs> and it's been so long she, enough now that I don't have to feel terrible about Dancer. So, uh, you know, really like to get on that. 
Yeah. But I'm stubborn, so. <laughs> yeah, but she she surprises even herself because what comes out is she just kind of explodes onto him with this really hot, passionate kiss. Yeah. First, she's trying to beat him up, and he's like, what's your fucking problem? <laughs> And then she's kissing him and, you know, yeah. it's, it's super hot. That's always the way it goes with those two. Yeah. Fight and then kiss. Yeah. Fight and fuck. Fight. Well, they're not going to fuck yet. No, I Which don't. I got to say, it took a while, man. And I understand that's part of the, like, this story. It was meant well, yeah, to be I a mean, slow burn. Yeah. So that's <laughs> the other problem. She's got this black hand that blows people up. So she can't touch Raiden at all. So there he is, finally. The man. Well, she can at that point because it's just her, it's just her hand. Yeah. But, you know, as she keeps using the power, it keeps spreading. And then, you know, at some point, it's like half, half of her, her face. Yeah. And she can't, yeah, she can't kiss him or anything. But he still thinks she's beautiful. Well, yeah. I mean, it sounds like she looks super weird, but. I know. She's like, I, I still look really good. I find it like, <laughs> I like it. It looks good. I'm like, girl, I don't know if that looks good. <laughs> You've got like one hunter eye that's like got fire in it. So like basically you look like half demon. Half yeah, kind of like Two-Face. Yeah. Or I, mean, I was thinking Cruella DeVille. I suppose, yeah. I mean, I love people that look unusual. Like I love the you know diversity of like all the different places. I, I love noses, actually, if we want to talk about that. I love big noses and how different all the noses are. Really wish people would stop getting nose jobs. But anyways... Speaking to that, like, I was like, okay, maybe, but like, I don't, every time I try to picture it, I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying. I don't know about this. It kind of reminded me of uh, a more exaggerated version of, of Ember's character from the yeah. Darkness series. Which I used to get hung up on that too. I'm like, her eyes, I guess yeah. I'm really into symmetry. I have a hard time with the eyes being different. Yeah, there you go. That's the, that's the part that loses you yeah, when I'm the like, eyes are different. I'm like, how do I focus? on dogs. I, I don't think I've it. ever seen. I don't think I've ever seen a human with two different color. I, eyes. There's definitely humans with like um like a blue eye and a green eye, but it's so subtle That's you so subtle. barely notice it. Well, and plus it would be very different if it was a blue eye and a red eye. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know if I'm ever going to be like, ooh, a red eye, nice. <laughs> like that. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, this we're digressing. None of this matters. <laughs> no, it's just you know painting the picture. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they kiss. And then Danny gets mad about it because she's like, that is not what I wanted to say to him. <laughs> I wanted to tell him he's a fucker. Right. Um, and so she decides she decides she's going to blame it on being hungry <laughs> and PMS. <laughs> Which really made I me I mean, laugh. that's clearly, that's what's happening. <laughs> like, yeah. Obviously. <laughs> There's a yeah. lot of funny moments in this He'll book. Buy that. Like at one point, like Ryden is like, what do you want from me? Like, I'm trying to open the door for you. I'm trying to be nice. That pisses you off. And then if I don't open the door, it's piss. Everything pisses you off. <laughs> lots of, lots of funny moments. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah. So they're in the club and they're talking after this happens. Actually, what happens after this? Cause I know. I don't know. How does she she ends up leaving the club? Is it because she fucks something up with her arm again? Or is it just because she's embarrassed that she kissed him? So probably. then she flies off out of there. Yeah, she's probably embarrassed. I don't actually know. I don't remember. All I remember is like, I remember the text of him being like, be ready at eight with a dress on. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. But 
I can't remember what what happens when she leaves the club. But she's whatever, got yeah. things to do, you know. She's got to go. She's got you know her day planner. She's got to hit all the marks. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ryan, and I've got a firm appointment at 11 a.m. Yeah. I've got to go. Yeah. Um, I honestly don't remember. I'm sorry. I'm failing you. <laughs> but yeah, I, well, whatever. I wrote an outline and I don't remember. So. Um, <laughs> But whatever, the important part is they're going on a date or something. I don't know what, but she's supposed to wear a dress. Yeah, she is. So she's like trying to anticipate what will annoy him more. First, her first instinct is like, I'm not going to wear a dress because you're telling me to wear a dress. But then she says, no, that's he's going to think that I'm going to do that. So how I'm really going to throw him off is I'm going to wear a hot ass dress. I'm going to look I'm hot gonna AF. Look really good. Yeah. And then we get this uh, little bit, kind of like we used to get with Mac, how she focuses on her appearance, like her clothing details. Well, yeah, but I'm okay with Danny's outfit. Her outfit sounds all right. You liked the rhinestone choker? No, no, no. I got rid of that. It was like thick too. Like if it was just like one little choker, sure. But it was like covering her whole neck, which for reasons. It had to be thick because it was covering up the hunter part that spread. Yeah. And she put duct tape on it. it spread more. I'm pretty sure that she huntered out in the club. She, okay. She huntered out. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and like it, it grew more. Yeah, yeah. She's a lot black at this point. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, she's got definitely has some that's coming up on her neck. Um, so that's that's why the choker. But I said, no, yeah. you don't need that, girl. Just just no choker. <laughs> just have the natural. Well, and like she makes a joke where like Ryan's like, oh, you look good, and she's like, no, I don't. I have duct tape on my neck, you weirdo. <laughs> that's right. I forgot. She put the duct tape over there so it would protect. Yeah, um, anyone that like accidentally hugs her or whatever. Yeah. So then they go to this club, up. right? Yeah. Well, and there's that cute little scene that you were just talking about where he opens the door for her. Yeah. And then um, something happens and they pull over to like argue or talk more. And he gets out and he comes back and he's so mad. He likes, oh, I think that's when they get to the club. He's so mad. He slams the door and the... <laughs> The Ferrari that he picks her up in, the, yeah. the glass shatters on the Yeah, he's throwing a little temper tantrum. And Danny's like, hee, hee, hee. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when I can make you react. Um, but yeah, and so we're getting like, we find out that there's this other club since Chester's has been dark, since Ryden's been gone. The Fae kind of used that opportunity to open up this new club in town called Illyrium. Um, and Danny has not been in there. And that's one thing that we didn't mention earlier is, is because Mac has become the queen of the Sealy and she's kind of trying, she's gone away to kind of figure out what that means and how she's going to rule and how she's going to harness that true magic power. Um, she has asked that there be kind of a moratorium on killing the Fae until she can figure out what's going on. Cause these are her people now. And oh, so she doesn't, right. you know. And so Danny's like, I haven't even stepped foot in there because I do not trust myself. I will kill everybody. <laughs> like, I will kill them. And yeah. so they had this like group of she seers that had um, volunteered to yeah to go in and infiltrate um, and basically have sex with the Fae. They're like, mm, okay, I'll do it if I must. If I have to. <laughs> um, but they had disappeared. So we learned that when she goes to the Abbey earlier that this. Oh no no! But they're not telling Danny about it. So that we learned this from Kat, that it's like 10 or so she-seers. 
that the last time they went into to Illyrium to get intel, like they never came back out. And so yeah. she doesn't know what happened to them. But they make the decision they're not going to tell Danny about this because Danny's a hothead and she'll, she'll kill. Just rush in there and she'll kill them. Yeah. And so they'll disrupt this this uneasy truce that's right. been set. Which all um, that doesn't but, matter because she does end up doing exactly that kind yeah, of. Yeah, well, and like Ryden's like, no, we're going in. We're like, going. We got to see what's going on. Yeah, fuck like, that. I met, Barons has been MIA. Like, I haven't even talked to him. I don't know what's going on, but I'm worried. Like, we don't know if they might need help. Um, so, you know, just this is intel only. Like, we're not going to kill anybody. We're just going in to see what's going on. And that's it. We're yeah. in. We're out. Yeah, <laughs> gonna that's not going to happen. Yeah, so they go in there, and uh, it's, like, worse than you could ever imagine. Like, they've they've got uh, what appears to be all of these humans that are, like, under the floor. Yeah, like well, that, like, floor. it's all, at first you can't tell. At first it just looks like this, like, Garden of Eden kind of. Where everyone's fucking. Yeah, like, orgies. But then, like, once you, like, actually, you know. Danny uses her she seer powers and sees kind of through the illusion. It's it's really gross. It's like people like trapped behind glass and they're being like tortured and it was and some icky. of them are into it because they're basically being just like raped and fucked to death. To death. Yeah. But also like killed and mutilated and yeah, it's yeah. really it reminds me of that one painting. And I think it's oh, like yeah, Bosch or something like that, where it's like, yeah, supposed to be kind of like the Garden of Eden gone wrong. Gone wrong. Yeah. No, it's totally like that. That's what I pictured in my head anyway, when they were describing it. Yeah. I didn't um, like it. It was gross. No, it's gross. And oh, and we learned that Illyrium is being run by the Winter Court. So this is one of the things that we learned from Christian, um, which I kind of skipped over that. So like Christian has... I talked about it a little bit, like he's been learning all of the history of the Fae. So like before, like way back when the Seelie were like, there was the queen and the king, and then there were like four different courts of the seasons of the year. So you've got the winter court, the spring court, the autumn court, I think it yeah. is, um, and the summer court. You don't and know so, your seasons? <laughs> I didn't know if they called it autumn or fall. Okay. <laughs> they called it autumn. That's prettier sounding than fall. Autumn. It's autumnal. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's a great word. Um, so the Illyrium's being run by the winter court, who seems like they're kind of the nastiest. I don't know. They're icy. <laughs> I, I think we yeah. always assume, like, you know, they're icy. They're cold hearted. And the, well, the princess, she's a princess, right? Yeah. She sounds gnarly. Oh, ugh. I don't know how to say her name, Ixith or something. Yep, that's one I just went pew, ix, ix, over my head. Ix, Ixy Ix, that's what I'm going to call her. All right, Ixy <laughs> Yeah, she's, um, a, she's no fun. Yeah. She's nasty. Well, we've got a, a fae prince, too, a winter prince. Oh, yeah. But then Danny kills him. Yeah, so he doesn't matter. But yeah. yeah, Danny ends up going crazy. Like, they try to, like, basically they've lured them into this trap the winter court and they think they're going to like take down ride and Danny and Danny's like, hell no, I'm high voltage. Watch out, bitch. And blows everything up. It's dead. But she wasn't supposed to do that. No, she wasn't at all, <laughs> but she's Danny. She yeah. Won. So like, I don't know how Ryan didn't anticipate that happening. Yeah. Like what you think she's, she's matured so much over the two years. you've been gone. I don't think so. She's here to fuck shit up. Yeah. That's Danny one Oh one. 
but yeah, so she, what ends up happening is that, of course, like, she unleashes her power a little bit more. Um, but this time something kind of weird happens and she goes out of herself and she gets this, like, vision where she's flying in the sky with the hunters. Wild and free. Yeah. Yeah. And so then she comes back into her body and she's all kind of fucked up. And in fact, I think she passes out. Yeah, I think so. And so they take they take her out of there. Um, and she, yeah, that's right. She, then she wakes up in, in Ryden's bed later. Yeah. And she's pissed because like his stuff looks just like hers and she thought that he stole her style, but then she realizes that she stole his style. Yeah. <laughs> more pissed about that. Yeah, more pissed about that than anything. <laughs> Um, but, and I think this is where she starts to think like, hey, Ryden, I think I'm turning into a hunter. And he's like, yeah, duh. <laughs> what else do you think you're turning into? <laughs> yeah. And that makes her really upset because she's like, I'm just going to float this out there. Like, it's a crazy idea. Yeah, like, this and then possibly he's going to talk it. me down and he's going to be like, no, let's not be crazy. Like, here's what's really going on. Yeah. And he's just like, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, uh-huh. And like, I have no idea what to do about it. Cause like, I haven't gone to fuck you yet. So we're going to have to fix this. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then at this point, this is when she wakes up and she's really got the like two face yeah. thing going on. Cause she goes to explore her reflection and she's like pretty much half and half now, like half of her face is Hunter and he's uh, torn a bunch of shit up. Kind of like Barons did at the bookstore. Yeah, he's throwing a fit because he's just like, oh my God, like I finally, Danny's finally at a, a age where like we can have consensual sex and, you know, I can be honest about my feelings for her and now I'm losing her. It's just kind of. Yeah. And I mean, he, like I didn't talk about it that much, but on their car ride to Illyrium, like he's really laying it on thick. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's... I had the, the passage that I picked out of it. He's just like, he's really trying to goad her is what he's doing. But by flirting and by being open and by being like, yeah, there's a different ride. No, <laughs> that's what, like, like, yeah, that's what I was speaking to earlier. Like you really see a different side of him where he's like, hey, hey, let's do this. Like he's kind of, yeah, yeah, like, he's kind of flirty and he's like, oh, yeah. yeah, he keeps like egging her on. I want you to tell me what you missed about me and she won't say it. Yeah, she's like, I didn't think about you at all. And then he's listening to like Magic Man. Oh, I forgot about that whole heart. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then we learn that, like, of course, she's like, You knew heart? Yeah. And he's like, Oh, yeah. But like, Lore's Lore the one really knew heart. <laughs> and that song is about Lore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause she talks about how, like, she would, like, she loves dancing. Like, it makes her feel. And like, she would dance to like that Magic Man or like that heart song, right? Mm-hmm. and that yeah and then that, that's like that's when it comes out that laura had been watching her yeah and then right and then like, like oh fuck like i was dancing around like very naked, seductively sexy. if you want to know yeah and then he's like well laura didn't stick around for that because you would have known if he did because like right he wouldn't have been able to walk away from all of that sexy <laughs> yeah but that was he's also scene. mad he's also mad about it like yeah. even entertaining the idea that possibly lore would have seen but a brief moment of this he's because, so protective you know, danny's kids <laughs> yeah that was funny though when he was like like jesus christ danny you don't own the band heart you don't own that song i like that song <laughs> yeah that one see i guess it's just like generate because then he listens to wrecking ball and i'm like wrecking ball that was, even though i like that yeah, song and well i am like yeah, and I feel like that song does very well, like capture Ryden and his story with Danny and walking away and like, don't you ever say I just walked away. I'll always love you. But like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't feel like Ryden would be jamming out to Miley Cyrus. 
Yeah, see, I was like me? not turned on by that, yeah. but Magic Man was okay. I'd be fine. Okay to listen to 70s, right? It'd be fine if 80s. that song, if this was a movie and that song was just playing in the background, I might accept it. I still don't know if I would because it's just not right in. But like, yeah, to like actually have him like rocking out to it in his car, like having emotions and thinking about da- No, come on. He's yeah. not going to do that. <laughs> I mean, that's right up there with Baron's dancing around a tub thumping. Tub which thumping. I'm also oh my like, God. I'd rather not have that visual, to be honest. Cause yeah, no, it's so weird. <laughs> like, he'd never be like, oh, Danny boy, Danny boy. <laughs> But he'd growl it. I get knocked down, but I get up again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do like the visual of him trying to be abandoning. Light. Yeah, abandoning yeah. his regular persona in an effort to try to help Mac. But like, just that specific <laughs> song. Yeah, no. but then like also like I think about like Ryan and Wrecking Ball is just as bad. Like he's no, it is sitting yes. in his Ferrari. Like you hit me Why like a Wrecking Ball. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's not good. Yeah, just don't just don't mention song names. I don't know. I just I don't like it when yeah. that happens in books or movies because it just. It just I mean, it's hard for me because like I love music and I do feel like sometimes a song oh, yeah. can really make a scene in a movie, but it also has to speak to you. And if like you know, there's millions and millions of people that that song's not going to speak to, so you gotta be careful. Yeah, it's not like you know, especially in film, like you have to have music, of course, like right it has to be there but it's just like be careful the stuff stuff that you pick i guess like getting too specific yeah exactly i just saw um, a highlight of something that i highlighted <laughs> um, a highlight of something yeah, highlighted it's like oh that's nice um danny's talking about kissing Ryden, and she's like i kissed him with the yearning to be the one making joy blaze from his eyes i liked that's that pretty cute yeah yeah. Cute. yeah because she always thought like when she was 14 she saw him like you know having relations and he was just like so alive and laughing and like she wants to be the person to like incite that in him i get that Mm -hmm. yeah no i get that too this is like the special way that like somebody looks at you yeah when you really know that they love you absolutely sex or not (laughs) and just you know yeah it is like people share couples have like their own private way that they communicate with each other um and it's like you know, when you see that between two people, it's really sweet. Right. And I think it speaks to Danny too, because she's, she is like, even all the terrible stuff that she went through with her mother and like being in the cage, like there's a part of her that's so joyful. And that is always about bringing joy to the world and finding joy in the world. So like the fact that. Well, and that's really one of the main things that Ryan loves about her is that kind of in spite of the horrible way that the world has treated her, she's still so full of passion and and joy. Yeah. Um, And really like those two characters are so similar to one another, which is why they butt heads. Mm -hmm. But at the heart of it, they don't want to be alone. Yeah. Like they want a family and they want um, that connection right. with the people that they're close to and to, to really be able to experience life to the, to the yeah. fullest. Oh, and that's another thing that comes out in this book. We learned that Ryden too was once kept in a cage. Like as yes. a child, you get more into like um, Barons and Ryden before they became what they are now. Um, and yeah, he's like, they had the same mother and then she remarried. And then that man was really abusive to Ryden and kept him in a cage and, or he didn't even, she didn't remarry. Like it was a guy from another tribe that just like took him well, as an offering or something. I think that she did remarry, but not, not him. willingly. 
not willingly. Yeah. Okay. I think she, he just, you know, it was probably primitive times. And so he just decided because she had land and um, resources from the prior marriage that he wanted that. So she, he just kind of forced himself upon her. Yeah. Uh, And Barons had run away. Um, but Ryadin had gotten trapped and, and horribly abused. And then we learned that Barons is the one that kind of came in and freed him. Yeah. That situation. That was fun. Cause you get, I like, you definitely get this dynamic that Barons is like the big brother. Yeah. You know, and Ryadin is like the young brother that was like looking for Barons to save him. Like, and that's not a side of any of the nine that you ever see. Um, so I liked that little flashback. Like yeah. Yeah. Much like we get with Mac and, and Barons, Danny is able to kind of share these snippets into to Ryden's The Sirocco and... wins. If I hear the phrase Sirocco <laughs> wins one more time, I'm going to Sirocco win this place down. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I love Camry Monet. I feel like I'm oh, picking, yeah. I'm picking so, on her a lot. I, I, yeah, obviously I love these books. They're Sirocco wins. Danny's like turning into like the hunter and Ryden's like, yeah, duh, we better figure out something to do about this. And meanwhile, I think she's caught the attention of this other god, the soul eater. We begin to meet the soul eater, right? Yeah, he confronts her in her bedroom. Yeah. So again, like her warding is not up to par. Right. Um, yeah, there is a lot of that you realize like the wards might be effective against Faye, but they don't do anything to gods. It's a different kind of magic. They're obviously not even, I mean, Danny's at least aren't, like Jane was able to sift in. Yeah, so. which I think speaks to something that's going to come down the road, that they're all kind of evolving mm-hmm. into new things. Don't talk about that yet. <sighs> cheater. <laughs> Did you say cheater? Yeah. Or overachiever? <laughs> I wasn't sure. Both, really. <laughs> But yes. Okay. So yeah, this is a this is a rigorous reading schedule. So you're just you're on top of it. I also have a stack of library books, and they're going to demand that I bring them back. So I got to read them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Austin's philosophy on library books is the late fees are what really keep the library <laughs> going. But then I always think about that person that's like waiting for that book, and yeah. you're just screwing them over. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, go wait. I feel very bitter about that. Yeah. Once again, soul yeah, eater. So, so we learn about the Baylor is his name. Baylor, which I feel like I've heard of this god before. This is a like, this is an actual Celtic god, I think. I'm sure they probably all are. I just don't yeah. know anything about that history. Um, no yeah, so he's a soul stealer. And we learn a little bit more about like the relationships between the gods and the fae and the humans and how... Before the Fae came around, the gods and the humans kind of had this like copacetic relationship with one another where, you know, they, the humans, you know, sacrificed and worshiped the gods and the gods were kind of there to help the humans and care for them. And um, so even though Baylor is like a soul stealer, that doesn't have to sound so menacing. Like oftentimes he would do this in kindness um, to like alleviate the suffering of humans as they were dying. But, you know, then the Fae came in and, and tensions were high with everyone and um, humans kind of abandoned the gods. And so their relationship with uh, the humans sours and, and now they hate them and they find think that they're responsible for, you know, what happened to the gods. And so there's no love lost between 
the gods or this god specifically and mankind. No, um, he actually kind of is on a new agenda and he wants to take out mankind. He's over them. They suck. Yeah, so he's the one that's been kidnapping these humans and kind of sucking their souls out in order to continue to gain more power. Um, so that's his jam. And he's here to do that to Danny because yeah. he wants the sword so that he's able to kill the Fae because he wants revenge and and he he just wants to be the be all end all. He wants to get rid of the Fae so that the gods can kind of rule other the gods. Land. Like he's gonna kill all humankind. What is he gonna rule? That's true. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, and he's also they also randomly speak to him being kind of vain. Like he wants like a nice looking face and nice looking right. body. Like yeah, so like one of his like half of his face is fucked up, which is kind of an interesting juxtaposition because I didn't realize that like Danny like half her face is turned hunter, so they're both kind of this. Yeah. But he has this mask that he uses, and the way like that the he Phantom is, of the Opera. <laughs> yeah, and the way that he's sucking the soul out is through his eyes, and so he kind of has to like take off the mask to really like. He's got like one eye, right? Like I, I got I it, but like he two, had but, another like, half eye. Half of his face was beautiful, and half was. Oh well, that's much uh, more um, romantic. I like your take on it. When I read I mean, it, I like <laughs> saw him as like a. <laughs> What's that called when they got the third eye? Yeah, Cyclops. Yeah. Or no, three eyes? I don't know. Something like that. I don't know. Anyways, he steals Anyways. souls with his eye. Yeah, so she... He tries to do this to Danny. Um, she actually gives him quite a little punch and, like, cuts his leg. And he's like, oh, yeah. never have I been cut. You know? <laughs> I never. She, that she-witch has cut me. <laughs> Yeah, so he's like, I need to regroup. <laughs> right? I, I gotta, I gotta, gotta go meditate, get a Band-Aid, you know, think this through. Um, I think I might, may have messed up the timeline Oh, who cares? This, well, this is where Danny passes out and wakes up in Ryden's bed. Okay. She, like, All that matters is Danny passes out and wakes up in Ryden's bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and this is where she like finds out that he's kind of fucked shit up. But also she sees that like she had thought that she'd been in his private quarters before when when he was tattooing her. Yeah, that but was really just that was just like anti-chamber area. Yeah, thank you. Um I was trying to think of the word for that. Uh, and now she's like really in his lair, home. which is hot. Do you remember that when like you're a young girl? Or boy, I don't know, when you're young and you get to sit in your crush's car for the first time. And it's this really like, I don't know, it's like at this high. You're like, oh, I'm in their car. Yeah, like I'm in their personal, <laughs> their personal space. I'm part of yeah. their personal life. I feel like that was the same kind of like rush that Danny got. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's totally fair. Uh, a fair um, analogy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is like Ryden's pissed, you know, because. She is Always turning pissed. hunter, and now it's like you wasted time. Like Danny, like that's a big kind of theme yeah. of this book is uh, regret and feeling like you've you've lost um, you've lost that opportunity. Because now Danny is kind of coming around to the fact she's admitting to herself, much like Mac finally admitted with Barons that from day one she's wanted him. And that's just been something, well, first of all, she was a child, so she just wasn't ready for that kind of relationship. Um, but even after growing up, she still wasn't ready for it. She wasn't 
ready to admit her feelings to herself. Yeah. Um, well, cause she had this and I get this, I think it's not um, an uncommon feeling where you lose somebody and you feel like you really have to draw out that mourning period to make it matter, to prove to yourself that that person really mattered to you or that this has really impacted your life. And so that's what she's doing with her morning of dancers. So in her mind, if she were to just move on to ride and that takes away Cheap from what that relationship. Yeah, it, exactly. So I think that's what's going through her. And that's also, I think, part of why Riot and was like, I'm going to step out. I'll let you do your thing. Then we're going to come yeah, back. So here's where we <laughs> learn what, where Riot and went or why he left. He left because that was the only way that he was going to be able to, to step back and allow Danny to kind of have yeah. that life that she needed to have before she's the last, or he's the last person yeah. she'll be with. Cause he knows that's coming. <laughs> and he says like, I couldn't just stand by. I'm a beast. I'm possessive. So you need to explore. So you're having one night stands. I'm going to kill them all. Cause that's me. I'm a beast. I can't help that about myself. So I'm going to go ahead and lock myself up so that I'm not killing anyone that you decide to experiment with. <laughs> And you can feel he better. Did. He did. We learn he did kill that riot and look at him. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I was alluding to like way back when I'm like, we find out what they eat and you're like, huh? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Something happens. Like I was way ahead of myself. But yes, we do learn that the nine eat people. Well, do they always eat people though? Or is it like they can? It's like things. a special. Yeah. <laughs> I figured that. Yeah. I figured that. I just didn't think that they were necessarily like going around killing humans for sport. I don't know. I kind of feel like they had that like Edward Cullen vibe when he was a vampire and he wanted to kill people. But so he would just like go out and find like rapists and murderers and, you know, people with weary intentions and suck all their blood. I feel like the nine function the same. Yeah, that could be. I've made that up in my head, but that's what I no, believe that's to be totally true. No, that's totally plausible. <laughs> <laughs> that's totally plausible. Um, but yeah, so he's been shut down in Baron's basement this whole two years because yeah. otherwise he would... He sacrificed himself for her. Yeah, but he left Lore to watch over her. Yeah. Um, and uh, we also have the discovery that he didn't know why he was back that's yeah. why he was all fucked up and emaciated it was because he'd been chained in baron's basement like not really eating or any anything yeah for two years um and then all of a sudden he just finds himself deposited outside danny's door and we're like ah the wish the wish this was, was the wish danny wished for him yeah yeah. And so that's how he, he got free. Yeah. And originally um, he was supposed to get freed if Danny called him, right? And then Barons was supposed to let him out. But Danny never called because yeah, Danny was so being stubborn. We, yeah. And so we get this like fight between them that's like, well, you never called. Well, you never called me. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, you know, the budding of heads right. nobody wants to give. And Danny like, thinks like he's them. been out like partying on adventures for the last two years and he hasn't been. He's just been locked up in the cage that held Baron's son. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, this whole time, each of them wanted the other one to be the one to give. Um, and so now, you know, they've They're all of these feelings ready to give, out. ready to give it all. And they yeah. can't. And yeah. And, and now Danny can't be touched because she's like nearly Hunter. Yeah. And, and they are worried she could actually maybe kill 
Bryden because yes. the hunters have the power. They crevucked, remember, um, Baron's yeah. son. So, like, they can't really chance it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's turning into the one thing that can kill the nine. Right. Which, like, wow, that what a conundrum that is. Yeah. It's a good thing, though. Like, I feel like for the nine to be in a relationship that's on, like, mutual ground, you kind of have to be the one thing that can kill them. Yeah. You know? There's definitely a, a battle of wills, and you have to be a, a strong, <laughs> strong lady. Yeah. To be worthy of the love of a nine. Of Ryan. Ryden does say something around this time. He says to Danny, you dazzle me, Danny O'Malley. You bloody fucking dazzle me. Top or bottom? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> like, when yeah. we speak like that, like, he's being much more upfront with how he feels about Danny and what his expectations are with their relationship. Um, and I love that. Like, it's sweet. And then it's also, you know, Ryden's. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, that whole, like, you know, he's just trying to goad her throughout this book. Because yeah. he, wa- he wants to break her down. But that's also their relationship. Like, I mean, he's been goading her for years and she loves it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she hates that she loves it. Yeah. But she absolutely loves it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, like now we've got like, oh, they're coming together and they're all admitting all, they're feeling all the feelings. But then the, now there's this huge barrier of, of Danny being Hunter. And, and what does that mean? No touchy but, touchy. Yeah, but that's what we think. But they're getting ready to have some like super hot illusory sex. Yeah, with each which other. I'm in a hard time with though. Cause I'm like, it's not real. Like it can feel real, but it's not real. Cause Yeah, so Danny has to tattoo Ryadin in order for like him to be able to to feel it on that same level. Um, and so you know, that's pretty hefty. Yeah. Ryadin's letting letting a lady mark him claim Which him is, you know yeah that's you don't see that very often with the nine i don't yeah. think barons would let mac <laughs> i really <laughs> I wish him. so they made a point of danny was like bryden's like i have to give you a tramp stamp sorry that's where this tattoo is most effective i'd like to think that she was going to give Ryden a tramp stamp too i yeah. don't think she does but <laughs> Well, that's, that's exactly where i saw it yeah also when i, I was... feel like we should take back tramp stamp because like that's true. That's it's just yeah, a that's tattoo on your lower back. F off. Like, yeah. yeah. And the idea that was like, was a target, which, ew. Stop. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Let's all, let's all just start getting lower back tattoos. Call it something. Not else. tribal ones, though. <laughs> yeah. I think um, only our I mean, age well, group I did have, that one. Yeah. I have plenty of regrettable tattoos. Uh, I don't really None regret of any of mine. There's definitely ones I'm like, well, that's not who I am anymore, but you yeah. know, it was still speaks to a part of my life. And I suppose so. Yeah. I've got a geisha tattooed on my arm, which now I'm like, Ooh, yeah, that's kind of not, I don't feel great about that 20 years later, yeah. but you know, whatever. I, when you get tattooed, sometimes you just wear your uh, ignorant mistakes on your body. Exactly. At least you own them. Like, I think yeah. that there's bravery in that. I suppose so. Yeah. If I were to do it all over again, I'd really wish that I had gone like a woodland creature route or something. <laughs> I feel like that would be much more indicative of my of personality <laughs> than um, I just have a bunch of like Asian inspired traditional style i do too that's what was popular in the it late was popular and early yeah and i still think that there's i love like the history of like you know that style and like i mean i i love my tiger yeah i like your tiger too but anyhow 
That's right. Yeah. Moving on. We got to get, we're like Um, really just wandering here. (laughs) Yeah. So, oh, another thing we kind of skipped over with Christian was that uh, Sean had disappeared because he is turning into pestilence the unseely prince and he's like killing every rotting everything nature and is in his wake so christian has uh inhabited this kind of dilapidated castle that's like somewhere in scotland that's close to the kelter lands or on the kelter lands and he's trying to help sean um come to terms with this unseely prince side of himself so that he can kind of get to a a better place because you know christian gets it because that's sort of what Christian was going through uh, during Iced. Yeah. Like that whole like losing yourself and and trying to come through that to like make peace with what you're becoming and also retain some of, of that humanity of what you were. Um, but he, he does reach out to Kat to try to kind of get her to help because he's not getting anywhere. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we get kind of a, a part between Kat and, and Sean where, you know, that's where he – he says, you know, don't, I'm, I'm not who I used to be and I'm never going to be anything for you. So just leave me here to, to my fate. Um, Real mopey. So, yeah. And so they're kind of trying to, to work their way back to each other. And yeah, I, um, I always felt like that was so just like thrown on us as readers, like this idea that Sean and Kat are soulmates and they have this deep enduring love. And it's like, here it is coming back again. And I just, I feel like I have no connection to it. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, it is really thrown in there and you never really spent time with them as a couple, really. No. I mean, maybe like a couple of brief scenes. So like, yeah. I've exactly, I've got no connection to these two. Like, I don't really care what happens. Kind of, yeah. Or, I mean, I like Kat, but as far as Sean goes, like, I have no connection to that character, right? Yeah. Honestly, would have kind of rather have seen her get together with Castillo. <laughs> If I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, or Christian. Like, why couldn't she have ever been an option for him? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, whatever. Or He's Christian. got new stuff coming. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Um, But anyways, that's neither here nor there. Um, We we do learn that the gods... Oh, because I had mentioned that Danny was helping these uh, youths on the street by basically giving them one of the apartments that she's got set up all over the city to like get cleaned up and, and get their strength back. And so she does this with um, a girl uh, kind of earlier in the book and she takes her to the place and she's like, you know, you've got 30 days and here's my phone number if you need me and blah, blah, blah. Um, so right when Danny and, and Riot are getting ready to have this hot. That's right. Sex, they don't even get all the way. Like he like, fills up her sides or something and that's like it and then this girl yeah, calls and then the phone like, rings I need you. and she's like I gotta get that I gotta get that it's important um and yeah. so they rush over there and she's like I'm I'm remembering or I'm not remembering but I'm feeling comfortable and, and I trust you and I want to tell you about my experience that me and my whole family got kidnapped by this Baylor guy um and I ended up being able to escape somehow, which I don't know. I felt like that there was going to be more. I thought that, that it was a setup. Like I thought she yeah. was going to be a trap or something. Cause it seems so like, I don't know. Yeah. Like what's in it for you? Like, why are you just telling her this now? Like, why do you all yeah. of a sudden trust her? And she was just like, like are, interactions you, with her? are you like the Danny, like with the sword Danny, like the Danny O'Malley? Like, <laughs> Danny's like, yeah, that's me. And she's like, Oh, okay. I got something to tell you. I'm like, that was a weird, whatever. Yeah. 
So anyway, they find out that that this is when they have the discovery that the the Baylor is under the Abbey and he they were interned there and he never left once they woke up or got out. Um, and so she's like, ah, I gotta call the Abbey. So she calls to warn Cat uh, to get everybody out, and then they rush over there, and the fighting has kind of already Gun. started. Yeah. And Baylor's got all these weird like zombie humans that are. Yeah, oh, that's right. When he takes their soul, they kind of become these, like, zombie soldiers for him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So they're all doing their, like, they're fighting the she-seers. But the she-seers always have these, like, sabotages, and we lose, like, 300 of them. I'm like, how many are there? Like, we keep losing huge chunks. Like, they're (laughs) losing chunks, and then they're recruiting new people in. But personally, I'd be like, how many have died? Yeah, I'm like, (laughs) I need a tally, because I feel like the math is not adding up I think I'm just going to stay here, but thanks for the offer. (laughs) Um, Yeah. um, What was I just going to say? Oh, but they also make this plan with Danny because she knows she's like one burst of lightning away from being full-fledged hunter. And so they're like, you got to stay out of this. Yeah, Danny, let us do it. Seriously, you got to stay on the sidelines. And she's she says, okay, fine, I will, you know, but I'm still, if, as a last resort, I'm coming in there. Because she's like, the nine have never tried to kill this guy. They can kill the fae. Like, we already know, we saw uh, Baron's, they can kill him with a kiss. Yeah. Like Barons kills the uh, unseelie princess at the last book. They can kind of suck their souls out. They're nine soul style. stealers. They're <laughs> fae soul stealers. Yeah. Wait, but the fae don't have souls. Huh? Yeah, Whoopsie. they're whatever essence stealers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Riordan's like, let's try to do it this way. Like, let's see if we can kill him. And you can, you know, yeah. let's keep, be keep yourself safe. And Danny's like, fine. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, but it's not side. going well. You know that she's not going to be able to stay on the sidelines. Like, of we, course not. We know this character. And Ryden knows that, too. Yeah. It's still sad. Yeah. It's very sad. So she ends up coming in to save the day because she's trying to stay on the sidelines. And she's seeing that Ryden's trying to kill him and it's not working. And you got to, like, aim for his eye because the eye is the, what sucks the soul. Um. And so she ends up having to to zoom in there. She goes full hunter, she zaps his full eye. Full hunter, and that was a little anticlimactic, honestly. Right? I felt like it was really just a vehicle for her to turn hunter and to ride into loser. Yeah, because I don't know. I just feel like there was a lot of buildup for this character, and then I'm like, oh, she hunter. You were de- you were defeated quite easily. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Same thing with the Whore Frost King. Uh, then, oh, that scene is so similar. Like, you know, it's like happening at the Abbey. It's taking out the She-Seers. Someone's put on the sidelines. They don't want to be on the sidelines. Someone sacrifices themselves. Longing, yada, yada, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Danny, um, he he is able to be killed. But then I guess Danny just like blips out of existence. She goes hunter. <laughs> Like yeah, right away, but, right? Like you're leaving as a hunter, or does she just kind of poof? I don't know. You never. Really I think get she just specific. like I would imagine she just like dissipates into light, and then mm-hmm. she's flying in the air with another mm-hmm. hunter. Yeah, who might will. turn out to be a familiar character. <gasps> yes. Oh, I loved that. I, I did really too. I that. thought that was a really nice wrap up for them. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Yuril, who's the hunter that Danny thought that she killed when she was fourteen, is like, "Oh, kid, no, you didn't kill me." Like, honey, I've been watching you. I've I saw a little spark in you, and I thought, hmm, 
you could be a hunter too, maybe. You've got the right stuff. Yeah. Um, and so she kind of has been watching over Danny. And she actually did go into the Silvers and save Danny when she thought that nobody was there to rescue her because Uriel is Shazam. Yep. One in the same. And that was so sweet. And I loved that. Yeah. And you learn that like the hunters all used to be something something else, like not human necessarily, because uh, Uriel was Shazam. She was a Hellcat at one point before she transitioned into a hunter, um, before she was given that privilege. And so she learns that she's got all these hunter powers and she also will have the opportunity to live as a human woman the same way that she was before um, with all the powers that she had before she started turning hunter. Yeah. But she can't do it right away because there's some rules. Right. And she's got to go learn. She's got to learn the hunter lifestyle. She's got to adjust and get comfortable in her new form before she'll be able to, to, to transition back into a human because it's a gift and you have to like embrace that. And if you spend more time in your mortal form or your original form, whatever that was, then you'll, you'll lose the ability to turn back into a hunter again. Um, so she's recommending like years, like you really got to settle into this form. Yeah. And like transitioning back and forth is not easy. It takes a long time to master how to do it. Um, and so she's like, nah, that's sure. Fine. But I'm mega. I'm going to figure this I'll out. I'll do this mega fast because I'm great at everything. Remember? I watch porn. I'm going to be good at sex. <laughs> oh, and we don't ever talk about the letter that she gets. Mac leaves a letter at the bookstore from Dancer and it's kind of oh, like this really right. sweet goodbye letter. Um, but one thing that kind of comes back around is is Dancer says, you know, basically like giving her permission to move on, which is really in. what she needs. In order, yeah, and says like, I know that you loved us both. But he, he introduces this, um, this idea of the red threads. And there are these threads that connect you to the important relationships in your life. And that he was one of her red threads, but, you know, Mac is probably a red thread and, you know, Barron's is probably a red thread and Ryan is definitely another red thread. A little fat red thread. Yeah. And so, like, that's sort of this uh, very lovely concept. Um, Yeah. I think he says it's, is it from Japanese? It's from Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Idea that, like, you know, like, kind of like soulmates. There's multiple of them, but you're connected. Like you have this red thread tied around your pinky, I think. Right. And mm-hmm. it's connected to these other people. Yeah. And it can be romantic or platonic. Right. They're just, you know, they're like your people when you find your people in this world. And it's this like kind of beautiful idea to think that you're kind of connected to them on this cosmic level and you're finding each other and, and um, maybe you're, you're continuing to find each other and all of these different um lives that you might have if you believe in in that sort of yeah thing. and I like I remember I read a book once about like past lives and there was this concept that like we have like this circle of of you know beings that we're always connected to like in every life the same circle of people and like you know you one life you might be their mother and the next night life you might be their lover or the next life they might be your best friend or like there's just people that you're immediately drawn to because they are a part of that circle and it kind of reminded me of that I really, I think I that's really, really like, beautiful. Yeah, I, I buy into that completely. I do too. Um, anyway, there's this passage that I highlighted um, from when she turns Hunter. 
And it says, tucking her wings close to her body, Yurul soared above the sky, into the sky above Dublin, watching over the city Danny loved, studying what only the most ancient among hunters could see, the countless red threads connecting lives that were destined to make history together. There was a pattern and a purpose to all things. Yeah. Just kind of, I really like that idea for the hunters because even though they're these, you know, they're introduced into this series as this deadly cast of what, you know, Mac thinks is, is unseely at that mm-hmm. time, whose sole purpose is to wipe out she seers. And then what we end up finding out about them is that's not what they're about at all. They're yeah. these, you know, kind of people that are not people. But being like these protectors are, of yeah. um, patterns and structure in the universe, <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. And that's I don't know. I, I just I always have really loved the hunters in this series. I um, like it because it's very tidy. Like this whole book is such a like a good, solid, full entity on its own. Like this, there's a nice completed story. Like I know it's part of this huge fever series, but it really does feel like its own thing yeah <laughs> and the, no, I totally the hunters agree. and their strings really tie it up in a beautiful way yep they do uh but you know danny's really worried because she wants to make sure that Ryan knows yeah, she's okay she's, still she's coming and back she doesn't know yeah and she doesn't know how long she's gonna be uh have a hunter before she she's able to come back but she wants to somehow let him know that she's she'll be back and she's okay and you yeah. like all right I'm going to send this piece of star down with a message from you and I'll make sure he gets it at the appropriate time. I'm going to whack it with my tail and it will be delivered to Ryden at the appropriate time. time it needs to be. And so it's, we're coming full circle. Something happens. And we, we realize it's because you're very specifically um, made it happen that way that he only gets part of the message and he gets it way, wait, wait, wait. thousands of years. I think it was like 3,000 years yeah. before he meets Danny that says, I'm okay. I'm. I'm. And it's supposed to be coming home. Yeah. But um, he doesn't get that. And Uriel's like, very yeah. Cheshire cat. Yeah. I, w- I wanted to test him. I wanted to, to make was sure worth it. Yeah. yeah, that he would wait and that he'd be the kind of man that that I need for my daughter. Yeah, and that's the other thing too that's really beautiful about this story is Uriel does take on this like she's kind of the mothering Danny all along from afar. And like obviously Danny really longs for a mother and that like, you know, that presence in her life. So Uriel is that and feels that for her. And the flip side, when you know Uriel Shazam, and Uriel speaks to that when you go back to like your former self you are that version of yourself. So you have all those emotions. That's why Shazam's kind of all over the place. Um, Danny is kind of the mother for Shazam. So they have this like beautifully and like interchangeable mother-daughter relationship. Yeah. And I mean, this is like really the perfect ending for Danny. It really is. Because she gets to be mega. She gets to be like the most mega that you can possibly imagine. Yeah. And she gets love and she gets family. Um you know, she gets everything that she's she ever gets, wanted. She gets right in. Finally. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So four then months we get later. A, four months later, because that's all it took for the mega to figure out how to transition back to a lady. Kind of. You real had to help her out, but. Yeah. She's like, okay, Fine. I'll make an exception for you. But after you get a week. 
Yeah. You get a week, you got a week and then to go you have get to some. come back. Yeah. yeah. And then you have to be a hunter for like a few years. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So she comes back to Chester's and, um, uh, you know, Ryden's in, in rough shape because he doesn't know what happened to her. He like the message was love. not delivered yeah. <laughs> appropriately. So he doesn't know she's coming back. He thinks she's just a hunter forever. And he's like, yeah, you know, I accept that because, you know, again, so selfless. He's just like, that's, that was her trajectory. And I didn't want to get in the way of like what was destined yeah. for and her. And Danny's probably stoked to be a hunter because that's so Danny, you know? Yeah. He was being respectful of that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he's been like quarantining himself down in his quarters. Um, yeah. He's, he's in a place. Chester's. Yeah. He's in a place. <laughs> Hasn't been bathing, hasn't been eating. He's lost weight. Um, he's his hair is all messy and his scruffs grow. Yeah, out. like super controlled, pristine ride in. He's a hot mess. And then this is a very kind of similar scene to when Barons comes back after yeah. um Mac thinks that she's killed him. And it's that whole theme of like illusion versus reality and he doesn't yeah. believe she's really there because he's been hallucinating her coming back to him and it feels real and blah 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 um but you know it is real and then they have sex, sex! finally finally yeah. Ryden has some sex with Danny and it's it's really nice it's good sex <laughs> you know it's still not like it's character money really doesn't go into details all that much so yeah she's very uh what you said before like classy, classy. <laughs> yeah she's a little reserved she is a little um, reserved so which is fine it's like i don't need you know we've talked yeah. about this many times i'd like there to be more but there's also a line right so it's like Absolutely. i guess I, if i had a choice i guess i'd prefer it stay on that side of the line versus getting I too wrong do think is this so this is the one where they it does she mentions like glistening on her leg which that's kind of the yes. raunchiest Camry moaning has gotten. And, but that's how Ryden knows it's not fake. It's, this is real. Um, but yeah, that's the most like I've ever heard her kind of go into like <laughs> yeah. fluids. Right, right. You know, evidence yeah, of being was, turned on. <laughs> yeah, there was the whole like velvet and steel yeah. analogy. That, um, that was pretty, uh, you know, that was whatever. I, I, you know, I read Amelia Hutchins, so you know <laughs> I could, yeah, it, that actually gets a little too much for me sometimes, but you know, I'm still there for the journey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and yeah. No, I I felt the same way, except I was like, ooh, ooh, ah. I was also like, I don't know, I don't know, I might need to skip a paragraph. Okay, well, I don't know if better. I want that there. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I'm here for it. Yeah, I, there, but, yeah. there needs to be many voices. Absolutely. <laughs> many different styles of writing sex scenes. Right. You guys go at it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's, you know, we get, um, oh, <laughs> I set up the setup for the final book. You know, there's a war coming between the Fae and the human and their humans, and they're going to have to fight together with the gods that remain um, if they've got a chance of winning. I say, oh, and apparently Ryan can smell blood in the breeze. <laughs> he can always smell blood. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, uh, yes, this could have been just a one, one and done book and we could have been done with the series. But yeah. now we've got, you know, we've got 
to figure out what's going on with Mac and if she's figuring out how to use the magic. Like, I really feel like that last book was a nice wrap up of Mac and Barron's and the whole fever world. This was a a lovely little bonus. Like I said, it felt like a standalone. Even with Cruz, like, we're like, I don't know what's going on with him. That was okay. That was okay. We leave it to the mystery. But we're going to find out because there's one more book. Yeah. And yeah, more I'll have lots to say about it <laughs> or nothing to say about it. <laughs> we always have something to say. Even True. when I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I don't have any opinions about this book. Yeah. Like, oh, I guess I do. I can talk for two hours about it as it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> it's the power of Ryden. <laughs> yeah. No, Ryden's a small portion of this, honestly. It's mostly, it's Danny and the Hunters yeah. and all that cool it's, stuff. I, you know, it's, I'm glad we got this book because... It was, you know, it's the story that I wanted to see for Danny. Yeah. I wanted Danny to have some redemption and to have a happy ending um, because she's a, she's a great character. Yeah, too bad and we're going to fuck it all up in the in next book. Series. Oh, no. Oh, no. Go for it. Well, like I was saying, like, I'd like to see that for Christian. That I feel um, like might be coming. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'll stop talking. Well, yeah, I mean, it's fine. You know, we're here. Yeah. We're at it. We're reading it. Um, Everybody else is doing this with us, right? So if there's anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As, if not, that's fine, too. We're doing it for ourselves. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, just join hang us, out with please, my bestie. if you like it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this is we've got one episode left, and then we're going to be done with, with season one. Oh, my God. I'm going to read so much other stuff. Yeah. I mean, we'll be back. We'll be back yeah. for season I know. two. I was like wondering, like, I, maybe I need to like slow my roll because the exciting thing about the next episode is that it's a book we've never read before. Yes. And so if I go on my like typical gung-ho style and read everything, I'm going to have to reread anything that we do. <laughs> well, you've only got a week. Well, guys, thank you for hanging out with us. Yeah, um, thanks. And we will do it again next week with the we Kingdom sure of Shadow and Light yeah. uh, Fever book 11, the final chapter. Which has been said before, but I really think this is the final one. It needs to be, yeah. Well, we already know she's moving on as a writer. Yeah, so all right. I think, I think we're really done. Okay. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. This has been another episode of the Sexy Scary Book Club with your hosts, Lisa and Jessica. We have more episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you pod. If you like us and want to hear more, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us on Instagram at sexyscarybook or send us an email and tell us what you think at sexyscarybookclub at gmail.com.